Today's daf is daf lamed vav, page thirty-six in the Halakha Masechet Saita, and we are up to Kiman Ozla Ha Detanya. This is three lines from the bottom of lamed hey amud base. Okay, got it. Kiman Ozla Ha Detanya. The last sugyo that we went through described the stones that the Torah was written on for the nations of the world. Who's it following? Which opinion is following the the, the following statement? Vishavisa Shivyoy. The Pasuk says in Devarim, when you go into the land of Canaan, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to help us, and we're going, and a person goes and takes uh, into captivity, and one of the people who you're allowed to take into captivity is called an Yifaz Tayar, a beautiful woman. So it says, Vishavisa Shivyoy, you will capture its captives. Lerabais Kananim Shebechutz Laaretz is coming to include Kananim who are in Chutz Laaretz. What does that mean? Shem Chayzim V'tshuva Mekabel Noisai. If they do Tshuva, we are going to be Mekabel them. Top of today's daf, Keman. So who does that follow? Kreb Shimon. It follows the opinion of Rabbi Shimon. Now Rabbi Shimon was the one who yesterday, on the, towards the bottom of the daf, says that it was up to the Goyim to go figure out, the nations to go figure out the words of Torah. Remember we had a machlaikas as to whether the words of Torah were inscribed on the stones and then covered with plaster. The Goyim had to remove it to figure it out. Or whether it was written on plaster itself. Rabbi Shimon says that the plaster was on top of, uh, the plaster was on top of the word, uh, of the words on the stone. Okay? So, wh- what does it mean? If you come to learn Torah, we'll be mekabal you. Okay. Zok to Gemara, Borei Kamanisim Nasu Ba'isayoyim. Come and see how many Nisim happened the day that we crossed the Arden. I want everybody, as we go through this, if possible, to use our imaginations and imagine we're there on a day, on the day they crossed the Arden. Imagine a day like this. Get ready. Avru Yisrael Lasayarden, Klal Yisrael crossed through the Arden. Okay, so the, the remember the Arun, the Arden splits. Yeshua gives his drushes. Ubo ulahar grizim ulahar evil. That very same day, we came to har grizim and har evil. Yosher mishishemil, which by the way, was about 60 mil away. 60 mil. A mil is three quarters of a mile approximately. Okay? So we're dealing with, yeah, let's say 45 miles of walking on the day from the Yardin. Three million people, mind you, plus. Right, yeah, that's that's a busy day so far. We're not even done. They came to Agrizim and Arevo. The Inko Beria Yechel Lamid Befneim, and no creature in Canaan was able to be in our way. We were booking. Yeah, we were going. Anybody who even like came to like get in the way of Kal Yisrael immediately would have a a bowel movement. They lost control. Like anybody who came, all of a sudden their bowels are emptying on them. Okay. Shenemar, as it says, as a mussy, my fear, I will send in front of you, says Hashem. Wherever you go, I'll send my fear. And I will disturb all the nations, that you're going to come to. And it says, fear and terror fell upon them. Until your people pass through. What is that referring to? This is talking about the first time we entered Eretz Yisrael. Again, we crossed the Yardin and we entered into Eretz Yisrael. Ad Yavar Amzukanisa, until you pass Amzukanisa, this nation that you have acquired. Zubia Shnia, this is referring to when we came back for the second base Amikdash after the story of Purim, when Ezra came back with only a few thousand Jews. It wasn't the same 
uh, it was it wasn't even close to being the same situation. Mr. Meata, you should say uh, from now. Really, Klal Yisrael was fit to have miracles done for us when Ezra brought us back. Kabir Rishayna, the same way it was when we crossed the Yarden. However, Elashagaram Hachet, except there was Chet, there was sin at that time that caused us to lose this opportunity. Okay. We weren't. We, I don't when we first entered Eretz Yisrael yeah. under Yeshua, there was tremendous right, miracles, right, right. right? We we crossed the Yardin and we had that whole thing, sixty miles, right. curses and blessings. That all took place on the same day. Yeah. When we came back with Ezra, okay. things were pretty normal. A few thousand years and came back with Ezra. It was not like the Ravam. There were the, the entire Shevet Levi refused to go. Right? There were people who there was Shevet Levi didn't have like representatives. There and it, it was a normal thing. Right. Why? Because we were coming back not because of specific zechusim. We we're coming back because Hakadosh Baruch Hu promised that uh, after we had the the chatoim, the sins during the first bias, there's going to be seventy years of golos, and then we're going to come back. But because those sins still existed within the essence of Klal Yisrael, so we came back and things were kind of like done. It wasn't done with tremendous pomp. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, they brought the Avonim and they built a Mizbeach. They built an altar by Hargrizim and Harevel. Okay, again, this is all being done on the same day. And they covered it with plaster. And they wrote on the stones the entire Torah. Get ready for this. In 70 languages. So all 70 languages were translated in Torah. The entire Torah was translated into 70 languages. This, this was the second. No, no, no. This is going back to the Arden. Yeah, back to the first. By the by the Hagrizim and Harevo, by the first entering in Torah Tzisro. Shinamar, as it says, Be'er Hetif. It has to be written well and clear. Ve'helu Oilai Sushlam. And still on the same day we crossed the Arden, just again... I was just accuse our imaginations. We this the same day. We get up. We have the splitting of the Arden. Yeshua is given his drushes. We cross the, the remember the waters piling up. Yeah, the mamish that the nations of the world see. We finally three million people cross through. We walk forty five miles or so to Hargrizim and Harevel. We have the blessings and curses. After the blessings and curses, the entire Torah is written seventy times. Because it has to be written in all 70 languages on stones. And then after the Torah is inscribed on the stones in all 70 languages, we started bringing sacrifices. Okay? You can imagine, uh, you know, we're out of breath just talking about it. And then, they sat down like good Yidin, and we had a good Suda. Yeah, we had a, we had a beautiful Suda. And we spoke about the brachas and the klalis. We went, we hazarded over. Yeah, we reviewed over the brachas and the klalis. Kiplu esavonim, and then we, we went and we took apart the stones. and then it was time to for evening, and we spent the evening that night in Gilgal. Shnamer, as it says, vavartem aisam imachem beinachem aisam bemalayim. And they and they rested in the malayin. Yachol b'chol malayin umalayin. You might think that they rested in each malayin at each inn. Tamar Leimar, no. Asher Tolinu Bayalayla. They dwelled at the malayin that they 
that they originally dwelled in the first night after crossing the Arden. So you see that the twelve stones were were taken with them to the place that they slept in. Okay. Yeah. They all, in other words, they only took. You talking about what's the chiddush here, right? The chiddush is, I would think that whenever wherever we traveled, these stones had to come with us. It says the pasuk, no, wherever they stayed that night, that's where the stones were kept. When we traveled on day two, the stones did not need to come with us. The stones only came with us to where we slept in Gilgal that night, and it didn't come. Uh, it didn't come any further. The stones remained in Gilgal. This is in the day. Okay. This has nothing to do with the twelve stones. This is additional. It's additional. You got us? See where? Yeah. Okay. Zakti Gemara Tana. We learned in a brisa. Tzira Avra Imahem. You should know that after we entered Eretz Yisrael, Tzira did not come with us. Unfortunately, Tzira couldn't make it. Okay. Oh, Gevaldik. Good question. <laughs> Says the Gemara. One second. You know. Let me tell you before we before we. Uh, uh, go weiter. Um, should we say? All right, let's just translate Tira for now as a bug. A bug. a bug didn't come with us. All right, we'll explain what this is. The lie, Tira didn't come with us. Is that really true? The but it says in the Pasuk, I sent the Tira in front of you, which seems to be in the land of Canaan, that it took us all the way into Canaan to protect us. This Tira. So Amr of Shimon Lager, Shimon Lager says, now let me explain. Al-Sfas Yardin Amda, the Tzira stood on the eastern side of the Yardin, meaning it didn't come into Eretz Yisrael. V'zarka behem mara. Oh, so now listen here. What Tzira did, Tzira was an incredible type of bug that um, it, it did our fighting for us. It would go ahead of Klal Yisrael and it would just take out all the enemies. Right? It would poison them, just... Psh- ZAP,ZAP,ZAP,ZAP,ZAP,ZAP,ZAP,ZAP,ZAP,ZAP,ZAP,ZAP,ZAP,ZAP,ZAP,ZAP,ZAP,ZAP,ZAP,ZAP,
um, the the one that was in the Tzchus of Maisha, the one was together with Maisha, the same way Maisha didn't enter Eretz Yisrael. The Tzira that was there to protect in the Midbar also did not enter Eretz Yisrael. However, the Yeshua of our, Yeshua's Tzira is the one that the Pasuk means, entered Eretz Yisrael and fought against the Kanani, Chivi, Amari, Prizi, Vayibusi, so on and so forth. Okay. Gvaldik. So, whatever the Tzira is, I don't know what type of bug, but it was some sort of, some sort of flying bug that was that was there to to take uh, to take care of Klaus. Okay. Two dots. First wide line. Shisha shvatim alul the raisha gritzim v'chulu. We're not going to get into the brachos and klalos, the curses and blessings. The Torah tells us that the the Klaus divided six and six. There's twelve shvatim. Now remember. Shevet Levi is not one of the 12 because they were in middle. So since we lost, so to speak, Levi, Yosef was divided into Ephraim and Menashe. Okay? So we're going to have six Shvatim on Hargrizim and six Shvatim on, on Haravel again. And what happened in the middle? You had the Aron. Surrounding the Aron were the Kahanim and surrounding the Kahanim were the Leviim. Okay. So it says, uh, it says the Gemara, my Vehachetziai. It says in the Pasuk, and half of them. So usually it says, if you want to say, and half of them, it should really say, v'chetziyai. V'chetziyai means and half. What's v'chetziyai? And the half. What is, what is this hey doing here? Omar Rav Kahana, Rav Kahana says, Kederach shechalukim kan, kach chalukim ba'avne eifad. The, the, if you want to know which shvatim went on which mountain, it has to do with the way that they're written on the ephod, the breastplate that the Kayin Gadol would wear. So there was divided, uh, whichever ones were, were uh, on the shoulder, right? There was six shvatim on one side, six shvatim on the other side. That's how they were divided on, um, on grizim and Harevol as well. Okay, so now we know which ones, uh, which ones went upon uh, which mountain. All right, says the Gemara. Mesve. That's a challenging question. The Kaingadl had two expensive Taivis, good Gazunta stones on his shoulders. One to the left, one to the right. And the names of the twelve tribes were written on the two stones on his shoulders. Why? The Kaingadl shouldered Klal Yisrael. He was carrying Klal Yisrael. Mamish, as usual. Proper for this week's parsha, this parsha's Amar, the parsha about the Kahanim and the Kahanim Gedolim, okay, and uh, and this is this is the Achrayis of this is the Achrayis of the Kain Gadol. I just want to pause for a minute. Yeah, I think it should be okay to to share a uh, or it's a long over the base, but share, share a quick vart, and that is from Rabbi Sacher Dov of Bells, the Bells of Rebbe. It's a Maisa brought down that. Uh, there was a mandatory draft and it was as usual this, this uh. terrible uh, tzara for the young Jewish men it meant long term separation from a Torah lifestyle and many many Yidin were lost that way you're speaking in the 1800s of yeah. yeah so they would come to the Rebbe for brachas and the Rebbe would give a kvittel the Rebbe would give a bracha and many of them were able to get out 
One day the Rebbe's son received a letter for the draft. So he starts, he's getting very nervous. He goes to his mother. He says, Mama, what do I do? She says, well, you go, to your, go to your old man, right? <laughs> go to your father. He's going to be any worse than him. So she, he says, okay. She says, listen, but do it like everybody else. Take a kvittle. Write your name. Write my name. And ask, ask your father to down for you. So he says, okay. So he writes down his name. He writes down what he needs. And he goes in during, uh, goes into the Belzareba's room. And he hands it. The Belzareba looks at the name. And he lets out like a groan beyond belief. So the Rebetzin was standing outside waiting to hear what her husband's going to say to their kid. She got very scared that the groan meant, I can't give you a bracha. Like there's nothing I can do. So she goes running in and she says, you take care of everybody else's children, you can't take care of our children. So the Belzer Rebbe says, he says, no, don't worry, our son also will, you know, will be excused from the army. I let out a groan because as soon as I saw my son's name, I gasped out of such tsar that when everybody else asked me a shaila, I didn't feel the same pain as my son when he handed me the kvittel. So I was upset at myself. I had a tsara that when I saw my son's name, I felt different than I felt when other people gave me the kvittel. And therefore, I let out the gasp. But Bez Hashem will be okay. He was, he was kind of upset at himself, so to speak. That he doesn't treat every Yid as if they're his own child. So I saw this brought down on this week's Parsha, where it says that a, a Kayan and a Kayan Gadol are not allowed to be Matame Mace. But a Kayan is allowed to be Matame to the seven relatives two from the generation above, mother, father, two from the same generation, brother, sister, two the generation below, son, daughter, and then a spouse. Kayan Gadol not. Kayan Gadol not. He doesn't have the same heterim, doesn't have the same leniency as a regular kayin. It says a kayin is not allowed to be metame to his craven. So they, I saw brought down, based on, using this story to explain the answer, why is kayin different? Because a kayin responsibility was that your family is no different than the rest of Kali Yisrael. A kayin had to be on the madriga where everybody's an immediate karav. That was his achrayas. Tamam's shoulder that's what we're learning here. The Kain Gadol had two stones on his shoulder. There were six Shvatim on either side, which meant every Yid is my child. Every member of Klai Yisrael is the same thing. There's no Nafkamina. Everybody's the same. So for a Kain Gadol to be Metame to an immediate relative and not be Metame to somebody else is by definition saying, I treat my family one way and Gans Klai Yisrael somewhere else. But the Kain Gadol had Nachrai is to be on a different Madriga. He had Nachrai is to be on the Madriga that Belzer Rebbe was, was, was searching for. And that is everybody's the same. So you should go to every huh? Then you should go to every well, that's a conversation in of itself because the, which is has to do with life and death. Yiddishkeit's a, a religion of the living; it's not a religion for the death. But be it as it may, let's keep going. Okay, Shisha eleven zu, Shisha eleven zu. There were six names on either stone. Shemrad says Shisha mishmaisa eleven echos vegaimer. There were six stones on uh, six names on one stone. Shnia kidol doisam, and you know, you should know that on the second stone, everything was done in birth order. That's what it means, kidol doisam. Okay, they were done in the order of their birth. But the first stone were not written according to their order. See, the first six Shvatim that were born, Yehuda was listed first. So it was done out of order. But the other side, the last six, was done in birth order. And you should know that there are 50 letters in the names of the 
Shvatim. Esrim b'chamesh eleven zu, esrim b'chamesh eleven zu. Twenty-five letters from the first six, twenty-five letters from the second six, a total of fifty letters amongst the Shvatim. Rechina ben Gamil Eimer, Rechina ben Gamil says, top of Lamed Vav Amadez, like a derech shechalukim b'chamesh shapekudim. Not in the way that it was written on the Eifai, uh, uh, I'm sorry, that it was done in Pikudim, done in Sefer Devarim, Chalukim Bavne Eifai, was it done on the Eifai? Rather, it's the way that the, that the Shvatim are listed in Sefer Shemais. Okay? Now, if you look at the way it's listed in Sefer Shemais, Uh, let me see if we could find it on the on number base. No, it's not brought down number base. Okay, I want to show it inside. Um, Kate said, so what does this mean? B'nai Leah Kesidron. The sons of Leah were done in their order. Now, Leah had six sons, as we know. Her six sons were Reuven, Shemain, Levi, Yehuda, Yisachar, Zavod. She had the first six Shvatim. She got her first six sons before anybody else had any other children. Then, Berei Rachel, the sons of Rachel, were Echad Mikan, the Echad Mikan. They were, um, they were uh, both on the same Evan, but one was on top and one was on bottom of the same stone. They weren't side by side. Okay, so one stone had all of Leah's children, another stone had Yosef and Benyamin, kind of the bookends of the names. Ubenei Shvachais Be'emtza. And then, Don Naftali, God Usher, they were in between Yosef and Binyam. So, what does it mean according to their birth? It wasn't, it wasn't uh, done in birth order, which means it was done in the names that their father calls them, called them uh, at birth, like a shame, and not according to the way that the names Maishra gave them, which means they were written according to their names at birth. See, in the Torah, Maishra, I mean, right, the Torah, this is Reuveni, from the family of Reuven. But the name that, 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 that his name was Reuven. Okay? So they wrote Reuven, Vlai Reuveni, Shimon Vlai Shimani, Don Vlai Hadani, God Vlai Hagadi. Okay? Tiyufta Derev Kahana. The bottom line is, says the Gemara, this is a Tiyufta on Rev Kahana. Why? Because either way, this is not the way they stood at Hargrizim and Harevel. This is not how they stood at Hargrizim and Harevel. We said originally, Rav Kahana said, whichever side of the mountain you stood on, that's how they were written on the Aphite. And that's not true, because we just proved that the Aphite is different than it was on, on Hargrizim and Harevel. Now, how did they stand on Hargrizim and Harevel? The Torah didn't tell us yet. But the, the Pasuk in uh, the Pasuk in Devarim, and again, I'm going to see if they have this on the side. Um... No, leaves us hanging over here. So let me pull up a chumash. Parak Chav Zion Pasuk Yud Listen to this. Says Maishar Abeno. Ela Yamdu Levarechasam. Okay, I'm not reading inside the Gemara. I'm reading the Pesukim inside the chumash now. Just listen for a moment. What was the order? The, this is how the the, the they were going to bless the people. Al Hargrizim. You know who stood on Hargrizim? Oh, here we go. Shimon Levi Yehuda. Okay, so far, three brothers. Right? Then it says Yisachar, also one of Leah's children. The Yosef Ubenyam. 
So it says there were four of Leah's children, plus Yosef and Benyamin, they all were on the side of the blessing on our Grizim. And who was on her evil? Reuven, Gud, Usher, Zavulun, Dun, and Naphtali. <clears throat> and ain't what it says in the Torah. So, if it's not what it says in the Torah, if the Torah gives us a different list, yet Rav Kahana is telling us, and he says that the way it was written on the Ephod was the same as it was done on Hargrizim and Haravel. Well, we, we know that there's no opinion that the Ephod was like the Hargrizim and Haravel. So this is the challenge on Rav Kahan. Okay? So, Emperor so, the Gemara, the Gemara says, Tiyufta, you're right. Tiyufta, he's wrong. He's wrong. That the way that it was written on the Ephod was not the way that we were on Hargrizim and Haravel. Okay? So now we're going back to our original question. It says, half, it, it says, it should have said half of them stood on one side, half on the other side. The word is v'chetzyay and half. But it says v'chetzyay and the half. What does that mean? Tana, we learned in the Brisa, chetzyay shalmul hargrizim. Half of them stood opposite hargrizim, meruba mechetzyay shal harevel. The amount of people were more on hargrizim than the amount that stood on harevel, mipnei shalevi lamata. Because Levi was underneath. And that's what it means. Vehachetzyai is referring to the, the uh, less amount. There were less people on, um, th- there were less people on Har Evil, the blessing that received the curses, than there were on Har Grizim. Says the Gemara, uh, one second. Adarabah, just the opposite. If Levi is going to be in the middle, there should be less people on Hargrizim. Okay? So, uh, because they should have been on Hargrizim. Listen, they should have been on Hargrizim, but they ended up being in the middle. So that means Hargrizim kind of lost the Shevet. You have Shevet Yosef split in half. Seder, fine. But Levi's not even there. So you're losing a whole Shevet. It's like six Shvatim. If, if, if I'm not sure together, like under Shevet Yosef, yeah? So then there's six on one side. They, they were. They were together. The, the way the Torah listed Hargrizim and Areva, we didn't separate it from Menashe. Right? We listed four from Leah, and then we said Yosef and Binyam. So it turns out that there were six V5. Six on Hargrizim, five on Harevel, because Levi was not on Harevel. Levi was in the middle. So they should have less. So Mar says, this is what we mean to say. Even though Levi was, was uh, in the middle, B'nai Yosef imahim. Okay? The, the B'nai Yosef were still on Hargrizim, and there were still had more people because apparently Yosef was a very big shevet. Shinamar, as it says, by Yedabru Bnei Yosef El Es Yeshua Lemar the shevet Yosef, the sons of Yosef, said Yeshua saying, Madua Nasatali Nachala. Why why are we receiving a Nachala? Geirel Echad Vechevel Echad Vani Amrav. We have an incredibly large. You know, you're giving out different parts of Eretz Yisrael to the Shvatim, and you're dividing it. Well, guess what? We happen to be uh, uh, yeah, we're a large group. We we're having a lot of children. We need more space. We need more, we need a bigger house. And Yeshua says, If you are, uh, you know, populous, if you have a lot of people, Then you should go up to the wooded areas. A yar is a forest. So Amar Lehem, what does he mean go to the forest? Amar Lehem, Yeshua said to them, Lechu, go. What he said was like this. Because you're so populous, you know, let me tell you something. You guys need to be careful. Because when you have a lot of bracha, 
you could you could be susceptible to ayin hara. So you you don't want a lot of stuff here. If you already have a bracha, now's the time to like slow down and take it easy. However, what what remember what's unique about Shevet Yosef? Ayin hara doesn't control Shevet Yosef though. Amrulay, they said to Yeshua, Zari di Yosef leshalto bein abisham. Ayin hara doesn't apply to Shevet Yosef. Dechsev bein piras Yosef, bein piras alei ayin. Yosef has chain, and he is alei ayin. He's above ayin. He's above in ayin hara. The Yomar Rabbi Avol. Let's explain. The Yomar Bavor Bavor says altekei gray alei ayin ella oilei ayin. He goes above. The ayin and ayin hara never has shlita, never has power over shevet Yosef. Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Chanina, Amar Mehacha, Vayid Gula Rayev Bekaravaretz. Right, the the bracha that Ephraim and Menashe received, the sons of Yosef, they should be like fish on Bekaravaretz, in the middle of the land. What do I mean, like fish in the middle of the land? Yeah. So ma dogim shabayam mechasim aleim, just like fish in the sea, the water covers them. Ein ayin shlatas bem, and and you can't see it. You can't really see what's going on there. Av zarisha Yosef. So to the sons of Yosef, ena ayin hara shayletes bahen. The ayin hara has no control over them. Rav Shamshin Rafal Hirsch says that what does it mean? The yidgul arrive bekarav arts. You should be fish in the middle of the land. That's terrible. Yeah, you know what happens with a fish on land? Terrible stuff. Yeah, he ain't gonna make it too long. Right? You wag its tail for a few minutes and then drop dead. Yeah. So Rav Shamshin Rafal Hirsch explains the bracha of the yidgul arrive bekarav arts is as follows. We see what's on dry land. Marine life and the ocean, which is a majority of the world, is so beautiful, but no, you can't see what's going on down there. It's covered. It's covered. So the, the bracha that Yaakov was giving Ephraim and Menashe and all of us and Klal Yisrael is that we should be like fish, meaning come from a place that the world doesn't really chap what we're made of. But still we're Bekaravaretz. That when the nations look at a Yid, they see there's something special going on. I just, I just don't know fully what it is. There's, like an, there, there's, there's a little bit hidden about us. Something special, something unique. We know there's a beautiful world that's underneath the sea. It's a beautiful, more beautiful than most of what we have. It's true. And it's just hidden. It's incredible what's going on down there. Right? But it's covered over. It's hidden. And it's like, you know, it's the, but there's a reason why the Rabbani Shalom made us so beautiful. And this is, this is the, the Achrayis of Yid. The Achrayis of Yid is that we should be so deep and so, so, so beautiful that the, the, there's so much going on. That, but the nations see there's a beauty there, but they can't really, they're, they're not really hopping fully to what it is. That's the, that's the bracha. Hani chamishim aisyais, chamishim nechi chada havyon. Says the Gemara, one second, you told me when you have the, the 12 Shvatim, six on each side, there's going to be 25 letters, which add up to a total of 50. Okay, add up to a total of 50. Now this is referring to the stones of the aphite. Stones of the aphite. The Gemara says, well, I just did a count, and it turns out that there's not a total of 50 uh, on 25 on each side. There's actually 20, uh, there's actually 24 on one side. Now, what's the 24? So if you do a quick counting, we said that on one stone, you had, um, you had, God, Usher, Yisachar, Yosef, Binyamin, and Zavolin. So let's count those. Binyamin is five letters. Yosef is four letters. We're up to nine. Zavolin is five letters. Good. Yisachar is five letters. Usher is three. God, Two, 
24. So ask the Gemara. It's not 25 against 25. It's 25 against 24. Rabbi Yisuk says, In Yosef's name, remember we counted four. We said Yosef is four letters. Yod, Vav, Samach, But they added a letter. What's the letter? Listen to this. Shinamar, as it says in the Pasuk in Tehillim, Eidos, Behoisef Shemai. Yosef, we added the letter Hey. His name, the name became Yehoisef. Yehoisef. When? Eidos, Behoisef Shemai. When? Betseisai al Eretz Mitzrayim. When he became a ruler over the land of Mitzrayim. So the letter, extra letter Hey brings it up to 25. Now, according to this, that means on not only was he called Yehoisef when he was elevated, but at, on the stone, Mamish, the stones of the Kohen Gadol, that's how they spelled it. They spelled it yud hey vav samachvei Maslor of Nachum Bar Yisroch. Let's go through this. Maslor of Nachum Bar Yisroch says kitol doisam beinon. The problem is it says. Remember, we said the way Yaakov named them, not the way anybody changed it. We said Reuven, not Reuveni. So if his name was changed to Yehosef, that doesn't matter though. His name at birth was Yosef. I don't care what where. Ella called Tarakula Binyamin Siv says the Gemara. Oh, you're right. We're going to be back to how we said originally. Really, it said Yosef, but. The 24 that we counted assumed that Binyamin has five letters. Beis nun yud mem nun. However, Binyamin shalim. On the stones, there's an extra yud. Yaakov called him Binyamin with two yuds. Beis nun yud mem yud nun. So we're six letters in Binyamin. That's not appropriate. Instead of five letters, hence, we have 25. Now, Omar of Chana Bar Bizna, Omar of Yeshua, Omar of Shimon Chasida, this has the name of Rav Shimon Chasida. Yosef Shekidesh, Shem Shemayim Besaysar, Yosef who made a Kiddush Hashem privately. How so? Eishesh Paitifar, that whole story. We added on a name from Hashem, the Rabban Shalom's name. Right? He became Yosef. He got an extra hey. Yehuda Shekidesh Shem Shemayim Befrehesian. Yehuda who made a Kiddush Hashem publicly by admitting to what he did with Tamar. So you think, when you admit to an Avera, everybody's going to be like, what a terrible person, a loser. Yeah, what do you do? Yehuda. All of a sudden he says, you know, I was the one who, I was the one who had relations with, with this woman who I thought was a Zaina. And he publicly came out and he said, this is me, yeah, I did it. And he made a kiddush shem shemayim b'farhesya, nikra kulay al-shemayim Look at every letter of Yehuda's name. It's a letter from the Rebbein Yud, and a hey, and a vav, and a dalit, and a hey. You have the entire name of Hashem in his name. Plus a dalit, which by the way, we, the letter dalit also connects to Hashem's name in and of itself. But the bottom line is, the entire yud k vav k is in Yehuda's name. Yosef Mahi, says the Gemara, where did Yosef, um, where did Yosef make a kiddush Hashem privately? Yeah, Yosef went to Petifar's house to get the work done. That um, they, uh, uh, Yosef and Petifar's wife um, both wanted to do an Avera. Now, Yosef also had a desire. It wasn't just like Petifar's wife was there and he had no interest at all. No, Yosef, Yosef had an interest. And that, that's what made the challenge so much greater. He came into the house to do work. Yeah, he came to straighten up the house. No, he actually went into the house because he knew she was interested in him. And at the time, he was interested in her. And, uh, and he still held off. 
he held off. There was nobody around, nobody from the, nobody, no members of Petifar's house was around. Says the Gemara, Petifar was an assistant to the king. He had, this guy's got palaces and mansions, and he's got butlers and servants. It's a happening place. Is it possible there's nobody around? Guess what? Yeah, you know what? It was a holiday. It was December 25th. So everybody went off to their parties. No, they went off to their, their, uh, their temples. And she claimed to be sick. Amra, she said, <laughs> Let me tell you. Yeah, December 25th, I'll tell you one person who's not, who's not going to church. And that's Yosef. Everybody else is uh, at his, she's out, you know. A little scratch on your face. Uh, I'm feeling a little blush. You know, I'm feeling a little fever. I'm going to stay home. And she took the first action. She grabbed Yosef by his garments. And what'd she say? She said, be with me. Have relations with me. And remember, Yosef went into this house interested according to Rav Shmuel. Listen to this. At that time, Yosef saw an image of Yaakov looking at him. Omar Loi. And Yosef, and Yaakov, so to speak, said to Yosef. Okay, there's so much to say about this. It's like, okay. Yosef, I see the Nachachashay, Yikovshual Avnei Eber, Vaata Beneyam. In the future, all the Shvatim are going to be written on the stones of the Ephod, including you. Do you want your name to be erased? Because you, you, you hung out with a Zaina? With Paitifar's wife? Is, it, is the short-term pleasure worth it for the long-term loss? A person who, who gets involved with Zainas loses a lot of money. They lose everything. They lose money. They lose status. They lose their life. They get an addiction with this. And immediately what happened was, the, says the Pasuk, Yosef, he, he set his keshes, his, his um, bow and arrow, so to speak, like his, his bow. He, he made it stark. What does that mean? He took his desire and he sent it back to get, get out of here. I'm going back to where I was originally. Uh, and it got to such a point, says the Gemara, where he had such a desire for her, but he decided he's not going to do it, that the Zerah, ready for this? The Zerah that was going to come out of his male organ was held back, and it ended up making, out its, way, making its way out through his fingernails. It went up through his body, it, it, it had to go out, but it ended up being spread through his hands. Not the other bakarka. He stuck his hands into the into the ground. And the the came out from from his fingernails. from the hands of Yaakov. Who caused Yaakov? Who caused Yosef to still be zayicha to be an avne eifid? Ella avir Yaakov was the power of Yaakov. Misham raya evan Yisrael. From there, the 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 raya evan, the shepherd stone of Yisrael. Misham zochav and nasa raya. Because of this action, again, mamish intending to go in to do an avir with her, but then being able to control himself. He was zayicha to become the shepherd of Klai Yisrael. Shenemar raya Yisrael azina noig katzoin Yosef.
Okay? Now, we're in the middle of this. We're going to continue on. We've got we to gotta hold it here for Mincha. Um, we didn't uh, completely finish it off. We covered it. We did cover a lot of ground. There's a wild mice. There's so much to speak about over here. So, so, so much. Bez Hashem, remind me tomorrow. I want to speak about what this means. That Yosef won't do an Avera, but he ended up seeing Yaakov's vision. Yaakov's with him. It, it, the way to do this, it was not because of like a miracle. Yosef gets all the credit for this. Yosef gets the credit for seeing Yaakov. When a person's doing an Avera, when a person has a desire to do an Avera, there's certain things that we need to build up prior to that Cheshek, to that interest, to that desire, that's on us. So that when it comes up, we have enough firmness and starkness that I could say to myself, it's pasnished. You want to do it, you know you want to do it, you have a taiva to do it, but you know what? It's pasnished. That's what's happening here with Yaakov and Yosef. What does it mean he saw Yaakov? What do you mean? He, he wanted to do an Avera. He mamish wanted to do it. But since he had built himself up to such a tzaddik, it's his chus that he brought this reality into his life. That he always saw the tzaddik with him. He always saw the tzaddik. That was Yosef. So, so the credit goes to Yosef. All right, well done. Mr.